This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. They're, they're either on autopilot or they're just looking out for their jobs. I have been in situations where I have worked with other specific networks and there's these execs who have either slandered, slandered, misconstrued stuff that I said because they fucked up just to cover their back. And I have to go in through an email and be like, hold on a second. <laughs> That's not how it fucking yeah. is. This is what it's like because yeah. they're looking out for their own. You know? A bunch of snakes though, you know? I mean, I think... Um Anybody who's had any experience in the entertainment industry is... I'm almost 100% sure this video is already demonetized in the first fucking 15 seconds. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. This is a podcast about anything and everything. And we got uh, two very special guests here. We have Ray, one of my childhood friends. Yes, sir. Since Sacramento. And he and I grew up two very different people. <laughs> uh, Ray, if you guys don't know, he does uh, sound shit. So I don't know what the exact title of your job is, right? But he does sound shit. So anytime I've had a sketch done or whatever that needed to be processed... And you guys were very critical about the way the, the, the audio sounded. That's his fault. <laughs> That's Ray's fault. And then we got Khalif in the house. And we, we also have Ed Park, Ed 2. Do you like to be called Edric or Ed? I mean, both. You know, it doesn't matter. The, the reason why I tell people my name is Ed is because they butcher my name when I say Edric. What do you say? Edric? Like, they're like, oh, Eric? Like, no, Edric. Oh, Andrew. No, no, Edric. Andrew. Oh, Edward. No, so like, because it's... You know, most of the time, well, pre-COVID days, right? Yeah. A lot of the times when you're in a social setting, there's some, you know, background noise going on, right? Yeah. Whether you're at a bar or at a club, whatever, and you're meeting people and then it's like, oh, you know, my name's Edric, nice to meet you. And then they just like, it's like strike three, strike four, strike. I'm like, oh, you know what, dude? Just call me Ed, you know? <laughs> and they go, Ethel? Yeah. So <laughs> so that's, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, that's Excuse why. Me. No, like, they'll, they'll make up names too. Like, I mean, granted, Edric is a pretty unique name, right? Mm -hmm. But like, they'll make up names like Edrin. You know, I'm like, all right, come on, Edrin. I've never fucking stupid. You've yeah. never. <laughs> so I, that's why I got in the habit of like introducing myself as Ed, just to kind of keep it easy. Cause like, I started to get a little irritated. I don't want to mm -hmm. keep repeating myself like no edric no no, no edric. Like, I just picture you just take it into the bathroom no. and just choking them <laughs> say my the fucking fuck name, dude. My name no um the Tyson worst style, the worst was though was that i never anticipated anybody messing up like ed right i mean it's a mm -hmm. fucking two-letter name right mm -hmm. i went to a mcdonald's one time and then they said oh what's the name on the order and i said ed okay and they call my order and they're like i got an order for uh ed <laughs> 
oh, erectile dysfunction. I'm like, come on, man. It's, n- <laughs> it's not that hard, man. And then you looked up. He's actually blind. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty That's terrible. Like, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're you like, you're what? wearing Whatever sunglasses you inside yeah. you, you dick. <laughs> Even if you spit in my food, I won't be mad anymore. Yeah. No, but that, that was like, dude, how do you fuck up Ed? Like, that's, come on, man. Some people um, are just fucking stupid, man. That's yeah. interesting with the name stuff because I've been I've been noticing like when people ask me what my name is, I'm mm. like, it's in my mind. I mm. surprise myself either I'm gonna say Cliff mm-hmm. or Khalif. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm gonna say when I say. It. <laughs> so I'm like Khalif. I'm like they're gonna fuck this. Yeah, up. yeah. And they're like Khalid. I'm like yeah. actually that's pretty good. That's actually pretty close, you know. And sometimes people you know, always say Khalid, and there's a there's a fucking f at the end of it. Every yeah. time I see him order a drink, yeah. Without fail, seventy yeah. percent of the time, yeah. Khaled. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, I mean, because it's you know, it's <laughs> know, it's, it's it's a pretty mm. rare name too. But but the, here's the thing though: it's Khalid versus Eef. like a leaf. Did you fucking say somebody said Queef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, like, that, yeah. like Queef, like fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I got an How order for Queef here. Yeah, hell. Uh, yeah, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> well, today's topic, uh, I, I think we should talk about this. And I just had uh, uh, Edna over here. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> Edmonton. What the fuck Canada. is going on right now? Edmonton. Um, so Chappelle, if you guys don't know, Dave Chappelle actually has an Instagram, which Ed didn't even know. I didn't even know. I just wow. found out like right when I got here. I, yeah. I didn't even so know. So not too long ago, Chappelle opened up an Instagram. I don't know if it was because of his idea or I don't know, somebody else told him to open one, but he doesn't post often and it's 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 only small little clips of certain things, right? So mm. I think he has a total of maybe eight posts within the past year. But the things that you do get to see on his Instagram, he'll post these small little specials. So he posted one recently. Uh, what was it titled again? Unforgiven. Unforgiven, right? Mm-hmm. And there was uh, when I was looking around, people were people were quoting shit from the <laughs> Chappelle stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what the fuck it meant. And I remember I just made a joke at my friend. He he posted on his Instagram. He wrote uh, something about he made a comment about hot dogs. Like people, you don't know what goes in hot dogs, but you still eat them or some oh, shit. It yeah. was like a Chappelle quote, right? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking DM this fool. I was like. Fuck you, hot dogs are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, the, what the fucking no reference was? Because no, he he's trying to be all cool and artsy right, and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you didn't watch the Chappelle shit. It's like, nah. Like, this shit just came out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to know what that means? Yeah, right. But Chappelle does, uh, I'm not sure if you can really call it stand-up. Yeah. Maybe he did the stand-up portion, and yeah. this was the, the last part Story of it. time by Chappelle. Story yeah, time, Which man. I fucking love. The guy it was is, so good. Yeah. And it was interesting when now when I watch Chappelle do this stuff. It's we were talking about how I arguably like it better than his previous standup, which yeah. made him so iconic in right. our lives. Because right. when I when I go back and I watch the previous Dave Chappelle stuff, it's very Kevin Hart esque, mm-hmm. meaning that it's super loud. There aren't a lot of gaps in in his standup, mm-hmm. so there's no breathing room, and it's just joke after joke after joke. Which I right. think when you're young, you like that shit. It's yeah. like the stuff that uh, a lot of young people like about YouTube videos and Vine. Mm-hmm. It's gratuitous laughs. It's quick, Bing Bang Boom. Right? right, but when you watch the Chappelle stuff, he takes time to think, and we as an audience, um, we allow him to think. Yeah, we're not thinking, oh, this is his set's going bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I watch when I watch his stuff and and it ends, I'm always like wanting more, which yeah. is weird mm-hmm. because it's not really a stand up set for sure. You know, yeah. for sure. No, you see, I think like the biggest thing for me is 
and what I appreciate about that is you see kind of the evolution of an artist, you yeah. know, and he's he's just getting more and more masterful with this craft. And, and the thing about Dave is that he has this ability to draw you in into his story and, and, and then like make you imagine what what that world was like that he's yeah. speaking about. Right. So that's that's always indicative of a masterful storyteller. Right. Even if it's false, even if it never happened, the way he tells the story and, and the way he basically structures sure, it, yeah. you know, because it always comes back to something. And so whether it's a punchline or there's a central theme, like you never know how he's going to weave in and out of that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he'll go on a really serious tone and you'll see a rand like just a random punch on you like. I was not expecting that, yeah. but that's fucking hilarious, yeah. right? He started off serious, making you think he's here. And then other times, he'll just take you on that serious path, which mm -hmm. is what that Instagram right. clip was like, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. and so like for me, it's when, I, when I'm watching this guy and listening to this guy on stage, it doesn't feel like he's performing a set. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just it feels more intimate than that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it feels like your friend's talking to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or at the least like somebody who you admire and respect sharing kind of their life experience with you teaching you yeah yeah, yeah. teaching you like learning you. from that right. right um and so it's i think that's a really cool um kind of evolution to see because like we all were fans of the Chappelle show and this is exactly what he's talking about right mm -hmm. i mean Chappelle show was such a big part of like i guess well for me my college days um, and, and, and at that time, it, it was such a big part of pop culture. You had mm -hmm. Chappelle references all, all day, over, dude. all day, mm -hmm. right? What did the five fingers say <laughs> to the face? Slap. Slap. <laughs> Man, I slapped so many people yeah. for no fucking reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that shit. I just yeah. started smacking people out in public. Yeah. And they would still laugh. They're like, right. the Rick James. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Rick James, fuck bitch. Yeah. Fuck your couch, right? Oh, like, fuck your couch yeah. was the shit. Yeah, so like, you know, it was such a big part of uh, pop culture at the time. And then, you know, you had the whole... Um, kind of the uh, collapse of the Chappelle show by mm -hmm. Dave taking off, right? And there was a mystery. There's a lot of mystery surrounding that. Did this guy actually go crazy? Was he on drugs? Was he mentally unstable? And then little by little, ever since he's come back into the public space, he's been shedding a little bit more light on it, a little bit more, and giving you, you more context. 20, it was like 20 odd years. He didn't yeah. say anything. Right. And he kind of let people say whatever mm -hmm. they wanted about him. Yeah. I could not do that. Yeah. Like the moment I hear something false, like he was telling, somebody made a comment about one of my lights here. <laughs> <laughs> and immediate. Immediate. And he yeah. was like, yo, if I would do it this way, and I'm yeah. like, that's funny. You're a nobody. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> I didn't have to say that. That person yeah. was probably a fan. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. But you know, Dave Chappelle just kind of said, fuck it. I'm not a part of the space and I'm going to let you guys think what you want to think. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about even in the special how mm -hmm. he had accusations that he was doing cocaine and he right. was a devout Muslim. Did uh, it no, drink? crack, smoking crack. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Angel dust, PCP. Yeah. Yeah. He was smoking crack in the fucking Daniel <laughs> Rollins asshole. Just, God, come on, son. And then, <laughs> but, <laughs> like Daniel Rollins. But, you know, and he let those rumors kind of just 
go about and it, you mm-hmm. know i'm pretty sure it was really hurtful mm-hmm. right because he was doing something that in his mind he thought was a rightful thing to do yeah but people just looked at him like he's a crazy person he went to africa he left 50 million fucking dollars why would somebody do this if he's not crazy mm-hmm. but you look at it from his perspective when he speaks and when uh, if you guys watch too he recently went on the letterman show the one that's on netflix as well yeah I same did. platform yeah. right and he talks about the sketch and i actually went back to watch the Chappelle show on netflix my bad dave i didn't know this shit i thought yeah. you knew about it man yeah. like we're best friends don't don't you know just pick up my text Mm-hmm. But he <laughs> he talked about how it was that ferry because at, at the last season when he left mid season mm-hmm. it was uh, Charlie Murphy and it was Donya Rollins right. that were showing that ferry clip and they had an open discussion with the crowd about what it means to them is it offensive is it taking it too far in terms mm-hmm. of racism right yeah because when you look at the clip it's like this it's like a racial fairy right mm-hmm. doing like racial stereotypes there was yeah. a black person there was a, there was an asian fairy a mexican fairy there was a white fairy <laughs> right and the thing that made dave Chappelle upset was he was trying to say something with the sketch and people were laughing for the wrong reasons right and so he goes oh am i actually doing a disservice mm-hmm. when i thought that i was shedding light on something that i wanted mm-hmm. to talk about right and it was dope because when you see the crowd interaction people were like well when when you had the white fairy you're making these stereotypical jokes about white people that's not really bad mm-hmm. you they have money they have power they make fun of other ethnicities how are these negative traits versus the asian people it's ching chong ching chong yeah the the, the black people is this this and that and he goes <laughs> the Daniel Rawls, this goes like hold on let me show you the other second clip of it then and it's literally the white fairy getting pissed on <laughs> <laughs> so now what do you think <laughs> but it was it's 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 such an integrity move right yeah and even for me when i was younger i believed in that shit i was like oh he's definitely doing coke or some shit because mm-hmm. who would walk away for 50 million dollars yeah, it's, the most- it's it, for an average folk i mean it's hard to to fathom right mm-hmm. it's like how, how can you walk away from that type of money that mm-hmm. type of fame like dude you're the biggest thing in the comedy scene right now i mean it doesn't make sense to us but we didn't have we weren't working with all the information right mm-hmm. and, and he's finally shedding light on the entire situation and then now you're like, oh. And he was young. Wow. Yeah, for sure. He was young. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was yeah. super fucking yeah, young. Yeah, he was young. I mean, that's what arguably uh, catapulted him, mm-hmm. right, to to like the beginning of Dave Chappelle, this yeah. major mega comedian, right, that everybody knows. And so prior to that, he wasn't a household name, you know. And so like that was even a bigger reason why it was hard to understand. Like, dude, you're now like the shit you know like everybody knows you you're hilarious everybody loves you why would you walk away but now he's has a call to action to people like hey if you ever cared about me or ever enjoyed Mm -hmm. something from me that was yeah that's powerful because because now he has that equity with the people Mm -hmm. he has that trust he has that respect and it's unanimous he said that too. yeah nobody ever looks at dave and goes oh that guy's whack or you've heard like people speaking ill of dave right so now he has that power and I thought that was really cool to see that he's using a platform where there's so much temporary, just like vapid content that's out there yeah. to like put out something genuine. And he's like, okay, I'm going to use this platform for, for my cause and, and ultimately like saying our cause. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. I, I thought the whole thing was. Have yeah. you guys seen uh, uh, George Carlin's stand up? I mean, I've seen it, but like which one? 
Like, well, <laughs> well, I'm making that comparison because uh-huh. there's like early George Carlin, yeah, right? Yeah. And I only found out about George Carlin maybe about like six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I've heard of George Carlin's name, but I was never a, a hardcore con- connoisseur of stand-up yeah. comedy. I had to stand up people that I liked that I wanted to follow. Growing up, it was it was uh, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. right? Dave Chappelle, obviously. There was Bobby Lee. And um, yeah, of course, Bobby Lee. <laughs> I fucking love Bobby Lee. Yeah. Oh, and Ari Spears. Uh-huh. Those were like my four top favorite comedians, right? Yeah. Other than that, anybody else who did stand-up, I didn't watch that much stand-up. I watched a little bit here and there. I saw Ray Romano stuff. I saw uh, Kevin James stuff here and there. But I never uh, got to see Richard Pryor stuff that much. And I only saw that maybe like a few years back. And then – but George Carlin kind of has the – Dave Chappelle, I mean, has the evolution of what George Carlin has. Because when George Carlin started off, he was mm-hmm. more loud and robust with the stand-up comedy. And if you see towards his later years before he passed away, it was more Dave. Dave Chappelle kind of has that same for sure. Step. I can see mm-hmm. the parallels. You're, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's it's it's. I want to say it's preachy, mm-hmm. but. He also takes those moments where it doesn't sound like he's performing a stand-up joke where he's looking for bits and punchlines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's a funny conversation and funny thought. This podcast is brought to you by another podcast called Yo, Is This Racist? Do you ever hear something and wonder to yourself, hey, was that racist? Each Wednesday, the show Yo, Is This Racist? tries to answer that question. It's hosted by Andrew T. and Tawny Newsom, who you probably know from all your favorite Earwolf shows. In each episode, Tawny and Andrew cover racism in recent news and pop culture, and they answer burning questions from fans. And submitted voicemails about your maybe racist co-workers from friends and family members. Their guests include a huge range of actors, writers, and comedians like Atsuko Okatsuka, Nicole Byer, the scam goddess Lacey Mosley, and even your childhood hero, LaVar Burton. Listen and subscribe to Yo! Is This Racist on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. And I see a lot of the, I see those like similarities, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing about Dave is just how insightful this guy is, how intelligent he is. And and that's why having the gift of gab that he has, right? That he's such a masterful storyteller because he's combining all of those strengths of his and then funneling it through one craft. And then you just see a master at work when he does it. Like every time he's on stage, whether it's funny or serious or whatever it is, I'm always in awe. I'm like, this guy is a motherfucking goat. No question, yeah. you know? Um, it's his posture and his body move. Like, you just tell, like, confidence. Yeah. He's yeah. Just com- commanding the yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, with the and, cigarette. It's like, oh, we're about to get right, into something. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and you could also tap, tap, tap. <laughs> I love him when he taps his fucking yeah. cigarette. His, his voice has a lot more character in it now, mm. too, because he's older weed. and he's been smoking for a long time. <laughs> he's got a lot of weed and cigarettes that, in his voice. That's part of it, though, right? It's captivating. Um, mm. There's a certain, like, cadence that he has. And so, it's just like, yeah, you can't you can't emulate what he does, even if you try. Like, even if you had some of the skills, like it's a perfect melting pot of all those skills combined. Well, his comedy too is so uh, what's the? It's like f- fearless. Like I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it is fearless because he fearless. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't give a. Unlike. Uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he really uh, no fucks given for now, sure. Now listen, yeah. like before, you know, I'll, I'll we'll talk about this topic too. <laughs> I, I, I've personally loved Kevin Hart. I've actually been to three of his stand up comedy specials. Mm-hmm. Fucking hilarious! Like mm-hmm. the the energy and vibe that he gives out when he performs live, and you're sitting there, it's way different. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few things that I've seen. You know, from this is from a fan's perspective, right? Is that. Um, a lot of his stand-up later on started to feel either less personal or extremely watered down, right? It was different from the first stuff that I saw. And, you know, it's hard to follow up on those stand-up 
on the stand-up that you do in the beginning that makes you so popular because the, the follow-up is always it's the sequel part like the mm -hmm. sequels are always the most difficult right except for dave Chappelle, which he's like a rare commodity in, in this space but when i saw his stand-up uh, it's just like his recent one. Called, it's called. It's titled "No Fucks Given." Mm -hmm. When you have a title and you put your standup as "No Fucks Given," when you're already your prior, your previous image to that is that you give way too many fucks. You stay out of stuff that's political. You stay out of stuff that's controversial because you want either everybody to like you or you're afraid that you're going to lose brands and endorsements. That's what Kevin Hart is known for now. Kevin Hart is a businessman. He's a comedic rock star sure. because he knows how to navigate through for this sure. stuff. But in the conversation of standup, it's very rare and few and far between that somebody says, "Yo." Kevin Hart has some of the best stand-up I've ever heard. I have yet to hear that in front of my peers or anybody else. Yeah. To me, growing up, I loved his shit. Mm -hmm. um, but when I saw his new special and said, no fucks given, I actually got excited. I was like, yo, this is going to be Kevin Hart really showing out because he talks about his reverence for Dave Chappelle so high. Yeah. right. He talks about people like George Carlin, Richard Pryor. These are... These are gods in the comedy space. Eddie Murphy. And you saw what they did they on the stage. Fuck, right. They didn't give a fuck, <laughs> yeah. right? Which I think for comedy, you can't give a fuck to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So when he did No Fucks Given, and I saw it, and I watched it all the way through, there was moments that I smiled and smirked, but I was like, where was the part where you didn't give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, where was it? Yeah. I, I didn't see it, mm -hmm. you know? And his 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 jokes were funny. I watched it a second time. I always give it a second try, and I laughed more on the second time I watched it than the first one because as an audience, when he titled it No Fucks Given, and he gave that watered-down, just very soft-serve type of stand-up, mm -hmm. um, not to say his material was whack, but it was like it wasn't – what the title was supposed to represent. This ain't raw. Yeah, you know? it, it, it left me wanting more. Yeah. You know, so in yeah. my mind, I'm like, why did you say that? Is yeah. this just because you did your stand-up in your living room and you talked about your ex-wife? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make, that doesn't mean there was no fucks given. Like, I don't understand why you titled it that. I mean, because mm -hmm. uh, he's at a point now where he's a multifaceted businessman, right? Yeah. Like, he, he, he has his hands in all types of shit. And so it's marketing ploy. Right, I mean, you you say no fucks given, you think, oh man, he's, he's gonna he's gonna go ham, he's he's gonna you know say anything and everything without any reservation, and then it gets people kind of curious or excited, and then you tune in and you're like, oh, that's I got bamboozled, <laughs> I got bamboozled, because because the hard part what people try to do when they when they follow somebody like a Dave Chappelle or or the comics who don't who quote unquote don't really give a fuck is that they forget that when Dave Chappelle doesn't give a fuck, he explains his thoughts thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Like you said, he takes you on this journey mm -hmm. that gets to the punchline or the joke or what he's trying to portray. Yeah. There's a lot of other comics, I'm not going to name them, but they're bigger comics who just say crazy shit just to say crazy shit. Ah, you know, and then and they, and they do the wow factor thing, but they're not saying anything mm -hmm. and then they get flamed for it mm -hmm. and they go, well... That's on the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like well i'm just doing comedy it's like well there's comedy mm. but you still have to make it funny yeah and you're not doing that you're, you think you're doing what dave Chappelle's doing but you're not doing what Chappelle's doing because Chappelle is actually a great storyteller mm -hmm. and he's doing his job as a comic you're right. just saying shit for the wow factor yeah and and uh i think also too something to consider about dave is that he's only getting better with time which is rarely, crazy. Yeah, rarely do you He's see... He's LeBron. Yeah, rarely mm. do you see somebody at their peak continuing and extending that peak, yeah. having longevity with it, right? At a certain point, um, there's probably the argument that once you become too successful, you kind of lose that hunger and that drive, and then you start to be, see that reflected in whatever their body of work is, whether you're an athlete or a comedian, whatever, right? And then like... Unless you're a special breed like a Kobe or a MJ where you just have this maniacal drive to be the best all the time. Even though you have all the accolades, it doesn't matter. 
Your your goal is to be the best when you're out there. Not everybody has that type of DNA. Not everybody has that type of like maniacal drive. And and somebody like Dave, I don't think has that maniacal drive, but he again, he just doesn't care. He's mm-hmm. like, this is who I am. This is what I want to talk about. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, and, and I think it's the kind of the culmination of like all his life experiences and, and especially what he went through with Comedy Central and the whole fallout with that, yeah. that he is able to do what he's doing and how he does it. And it just happens to be the perfect time in history where where the, the media outlets, like he doesn't need to go to a network mm-hmm. in order to get this shit out. He could just put it out himself and then make his fucking 20 mil by giving Netflix shit that he already had in the in the, yeah. in the vault, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like it's a, just a combination of things and, and, and everything in the universe just lined up where Dave Chappelle is able to be Dave Chappelle. Well, it, it's so weird because now these media outlets and these execs that are working there, they actually have to be responsible for the shit that they say to people. For sure. Because they never had to before, mm-hmm. right? Even people who are heads of these like stand-up comedy stuff, right? There there were so many gatekeepers that stopped you from being successful simply because people just either didn't like the way you looked, there was somebody else that they wanted to push in front of you. Well, those gatekeepers are now gone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not gone completely. I, I, I want to be careful when I say that. There's still a bunch of gatekeepers there, right? Especially when you come into the entertainment space and you want to get signed certain agencies, whatever that it is, right? But the cool thing is when somebody who is like Dave Chappelle or who has ooh, COVID, I just spit it on. I know, I saw I that. Saw I was like, actually <laughs> 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 looked directly in his mouth. <laughs> so, so with somebody like Dave Chappelle who has such a huge following, he doesn't need to wait for your fucking permission to drop a fucking special. Exactly. He'll do it like he did on, put it on fucking Instagram. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and I think that was the hardest part for me. And that's why when YouTube came around and all this other stuff, it I, w- I said, okay, well, if I'm going to be in school and do all this other stuff and when I'm trying to do these... Uh, hit up these comedy clubs and only giving me five minutes, I'm going to do something else and I'm going to try to put it on this platform. And it was a way better move that I made than to just go to the comedy club and hope to make, make it break it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and again, it's, it's like just uh, being with the times, right? It's not like Dave Chappelle is this super technologically savvy guy and, he, and he's talking about that type of stuff, but he recognizes the tools that he has to work with and he works with it and yeah. it makes it work for him. And like I said, it just so happened that it's the perfect time mm. where how he wants to do it, there's infrastructure in place to facilitate that. Yeah. And he's able to execute on it however he wants. Mm-hmm. And in the process, he's making a lot of money too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's let's not forget Netflix what paid him 20 mil per special, yeah. right? It was something ridiculous. Yeah. Man. So you got yeah. 40 mil just just out. and he's like, I got more in the vault. <laughs> yeah, no. He has no. so much shit. Yeah, but hearing about Netflix uh, their response to the yeah. Chappelle show. That was That's really awesome. Yeah, that was really because I heard him on on the, the Joe Rogan experience and, and he touched on that. It, like Joe Rogan's, oh, you know, Chappelle shows on, on Netflix now. And Dave just kind of paused and he smiled. He's like, Yeah, but I'm not I'm not making anything from it. And and he just kind of left it at that. And so I was like, what did that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what do you mean he's not making anything from it? And I, that I think was pro because this uh stand-up special on his Instagram was what? It took place wow. this past week or something. It was pretty recent. Pretty recent, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing he shot that after he mm-hmm. did the, he did JRE. Mm-hmm. And then so now getting the full context of it was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. But it's it takes Dave Chappelle to go out <clears throat> and tell people. And you, he has, they have to hear it from his mouth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was even hearing stuff from, like, I wasn't... 
uh, the, the the radio show with Charlemagne. What's that shit called? Oh, uh, the Brilliant Idiots. Not not no oh, not, not Brilliant Club. Breakfast Club. Okay, Ray. Look at my dude. What you say? Ray finally yeah, chimes in culture, with the diamond. Man. My dude's culture, bro. Ray literally said, "Shut the fuck up." Uh, yeah, he's like, "Shut the fuck up." What's the Breakfast Club? Come the on, guy, man. man. It was the DJ Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I I think I. You know, I could be misquoting this, but, you know, Charlemagne and DJM was like, ah, oh, he must be making a little bit of something, mm-hmm. something, you know, and they kind of put that out in the ether and then people might believe that shit. But it takes Dave Chappelle to come out and say, actually, I'm not making fucking shit because mm-hmm. we think from our perspective, he has to nobody would do that. Too. Right. But that's how fucking cutthroat this fucking industry is, yeah. too. Yeah. And it sucks, too, that you have to have your wits about you because somebody is always out looking for themselves versus versus you. And they do a really good job of making it sound like they're doing something for you. I've seen that happen so many times. You have any idea how many times I've taken a fucking meeting? Somebody has either said the words, oh, you're the next biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your ideas are the best. Like you're, you're, you have something special. We're gonna put you in something. I got something for you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't mean any of that shit. You have said that shit to so many fucking people. It just comes out your mouth like fucking diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And I understand because a lot of them too, they're they're either on autopilot or they're just looking out for their jobs. I have been mm-hmm. in situations where I have worked with other specific networks, and there's these execs who have either slandered slandered misconstrued stuff that i said because they fucked up just to cover their back and i have to go in through an email and be like hold on a second <laughs> that's not how it fucking yeah. is this is what it's like because yeah. they're looking out for their own you know bunch of snakes though you know i mean i think um anybody who's had any experience in the entertainment industry is well aware of how many snakes there are in the in the industry oh, whether you know it's music whether <laughs> whether it's hollywood whatever <laughs> right right i mean and and look like for for me being on the music side how many times i've heard horror stories of like just artists new artists right mm. uh, who are just getting a little buzz or whatever who get signed to a terrible fucking contract first of all and then the label basically shelves them yeah. And and it's and it's like for a number of reasons. One might be, oh, this artist or this group is starting to garner some interest from a, a competing label. We don't want them to pick them up because that could be competition for us. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sign them, but we have no intention of putting this artist out. It's like they already have their artists that they're pushing out. Yeah, right it's now. like that's yeah. but but it's a game to them. It's just dollars and cents. You're monetizing these people. These are just commodities, and so they're not looking at it from. We respect your craft and your artistry and what you're trying to do. We want to help you propel your career by giving you the platform for that. That's why as much as I do have gripes with like current current ways of uh, consuming media, like all the platforms that exist, whether it be your YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, whatever, right? I mean, it's just too much, but it does provide an infrastructure for artists to stay independent and be able to propel the, their career themselves. Yeah. Now, how you do that, that's a whole different topic, right? Because some people now are kind of taking what the labels did and and then putting it into their own, own hands. There's, there's like this layer of fakeness mm. in that. And they're doing that just to play the game. Which to each their own. I can't. I can't knock on that. If if you're if you can sleep at night by by doing something like that by by like putting out this fake persona or fake image of you, your lifestyle, your art, whatever, just to make money, then so be it, right? But I'm saying there's nobody saying. Well, even if you want to do that, you can't because yeah. we own you. Mm-hmm. You're under contract with us. Mm-hmm. So if you want to put out a project, we got to give you the green light. Make a project. Let us know. 
but then they're not going to give you the money necessarily. Maybe you might get a shitty advance, right? Like in the music scene, but you got to recoup that. You got to recoup that. Advance. That was the craziest thing that I found out. Yeah. You, the, you, the, you hear this stuff. It's like, yo, this fool got a multi-million dollar record deal. I was like, that's, that's a I, loan. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> that's what I found out. They're like, actually that's, they're loaning you that shit yeah. for your music, but you yeah. got to pay that back off your tours, everything and else. That's and what the record I'm saying. Sales. Like the contract is so shitty. Like, like the back end points they're getting on stuff is like not. So it just takes forever for you to recoup this. Mm-hmm. And while all the while labels making their money. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so like that's why you've seen so many artists too who midway through like their contract with the label start lashing out. Like maybe they got a five uh five project uh, album deal with the label and then by their second or third project, they're already like this big household name, but they're like, I'm not making any fucking these guys are jacking me. Literally making nothing. Yeah, I wanna mm-hmm. get out of this. They start to do merch. They have yeah, to do all this other stuff. Exactly, and that's where they make their money. Exactly. And that was kind of the shift we started to see as far as the music industry goes, where like people started to try to traverse like that independent route. And and then there there were trailblazers within that too. Guys like Macklemore, right? Ryan Lewis and Mac it was Ryan Lewis, right? That was his name? Ryan Lewis. Uh it was they were those two combined. Oh, yeah. He was like yeah. the producing side yeah, of the Yeah, yeah. The Macklemore. producer and, and Macklemore. I'm pretty sure his name was Ryan Lewis, yeah. but I could be complete. I off never here. liked his music. <laughs> either way, either way though. Either way. I mean but like I, but I appreciated him though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, like the, the music. I don't, I, I don't want him to think I hate I hate his shit. Yeah. I just never really related to that shit, you know. Right. So so there were, you know, a lot of people who started going down that route and then people started to see, like, oh shit, you know what? I could make money too. By being an independent artist, I don't need to sign to a major label. Isn't a Chance the Rapper's independent? Yeah, yeah he is. That's fucking nuts. He's yeah. like Grammy Award with everything sure. as an independent For artist. Sure. How nuts is that? But but obviously, you got to have some like business intelligence too. Like if you're just on that, oh, I'm an artist tip and I don't want to deal with that sign type. Of, yeah, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to yeah. work. Like in, in this day and age, if you really want to take advantage of all the tools available to you, you got to look at it from all angles. You have to be your own marketer. You have to be your own promoter. You have to be your own accountant. You have to be your own businessman. You have to be your own manager even, you know, in some case. So you got to wear all these different hats. Oh, fuck that. I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> fuck that, that's just too rough. No, but I'm, saying, so I'm, I don't say, I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm saying the options are available to you. Whereas, let's say, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. No. There, there was a lot of those. It's, it's funny because that's that was very apparent even in the YouTube world. Mm-hmm. Some of these artists who were waiting on other people, like musicians specifically, that were waiting on other people to record for them, write their music, play, do all this other stuff. They couldn't get anywhere in the beginning stages of YouTube because content was being pushed out fast by people who were so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. There's artists who could record their own music. They could mix and master their own shit. And so if they wanted to do a cover, they can get it out within a couple days, three days. Versus this other artist, they're waiting for somebody else to vocally produce their stuff and set it up. I'm talking about myself. And then so, (laughs) you know, so... when they had <laughs> when they had that ability to do things, mm-hmm. it, it was it was amazing. And then I would see certain artists who could do it and they just wouldn't do it. And I'm yeah. like, bro, I wish I had your skill. No, mm. for sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, I was envious too. Like when I met Z for the first time, right? Like, oh yeah, it, Z, we, yeah. he does his own Z, shit all Z's the time. Are, Z's all of our friend, you know, like he was probably the first person where I met where he could write his own shit record his own shit, produce his own shit, mix his own shit, and release his own shit. Everything. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, damn, dog, you're doing everything. Yeah. And I was envious of that because- Cutting his own hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah what show. hair to cut? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, man. 
Shout out to Z after that. Like you know, Homer Simpson and shit. Like he got three strands on top of his head. Oh no. Hey man, he let that shit go. He's a nice, sexy ball band now. Yeah, you know, you know, I gotta get it in there a little bit, a little ribbing. Apple's gonna stab you. No, but yeah, like he was, he was like the first person that I met where I, I, I had a friend who was able to do everything. Nice. And, and yeah, that was really amazing to me. And I was like, holy shit, man. I mean, Z is definitely worth every, like anytime I do it, so, uh, mu- music, right? It's mm-hmm. always with Z. And yeah. we always split things 50-50. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody else does that. Because mm-hmm. I know he does a brunt of the work. Yeah. So, you know, I obviously can sell the record or get the listen to the spins. Yeah. But because I appreciate what he does, mm-hmm. I just split 50-50. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I don't want to deal with anything. <laughs> Take half this. Yeah. And, and one thing too is that I think a lot of people take for granted is how hard it is to be an engineer, like to sit there, have people fuck up constantly, but to have the patience or or even in some cases to guide them like, mm. okay, you know, why don't we try it like this? I mean, some people would snap like within the first, <laughs> th- like motherfucker, this is like yeah. your fucking 20th take, man. But the, the amount of patience and, and. You know, I've I've also heard stories or seen cases too where engineers get abused. You know, like the mm. artist just completely taken for granted. It's like, dude, that's not an easy fucking job. Oh, to it's do, like that man. episode in Atlanta where that guy his his uh, session kept crashing oh, right? in front yeah, of that rapper, right. and he was like kind of looking at him sideways, like, yeah. "Hey, man, but yeah. <laughs> don't have that shit happen again." Yeah. <laughs> Don Glover's like, right? Don Glover's like, what the right, fuck is right. going I on? I remember, I remember, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, engineers, it takes a certain type of personality. Shout out to all the engineers, man. You guys, you guys are doing good work, you know? Mm. It's necessary work. <laughs> but I feel like uh, oftentimes uh, they, they don't get any shine or glory for, for the work that they do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, again, it's just it just uh, goes to the point of like, if you really want to utilize all the tools and platform that's available to you, you can... You just got to have the drive to do there's, it. There's there's so many ways to succeed in this era. Yeah. It's hard for me to hear people who say, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. That It's like, man, dude. No, like, you don't want to do it. Yeah. It's not you can't do it. You don't want to do it. Yeah. There's, there's a very clear fundamental difference between the two. Yeah. You have the tools. Yeah. But you're choosing not to use it. Or you just suck. Yeah. Or you just you know? suck. I mean, but, you know, if you suck... I mean, and you're trying. I'm like, hey, props for working hard, but you just whack. Hey, sometimes it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard when when a lot of people just have other people gas them up, and mm-hmm. they suck, and they just been sucking for years. Oh, and I feel so bad. Like I've I've definitely met a few people who have <laughs> oh. given me like mixtapes. In you know, first of all, I always get so confused yeah. when somebody gives me their music. I mm-hmm. go. I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> what do you want from me? Give, they're giving you roasting material. I'm like, they're like, they're they're like yo, man, like I'm trying to make it big out there. Yo, can you listen to my fucking mixtape? Uh, and I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> what am I? I don't know. Like, yeah. don't fucking send me this shit. Yeah, what you want me to do with this? I know. Oh, dude, I, hate, on, I hate that phrase, dude. Hey, yo, man. Hey, yo, can you put me on real quick? Put Fuck you. Put you on what? <laughs> <laughs> How about that, bitch? Put you on what? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, why don't you do it yourself? Don't ask me. Don't ask people for a fucking handout. It's yeah. like, nah, it's because people haven't heard me. That's why I'm not shining. It's like, no. And I listen to their music. Mm. I'm like, it's not because of that. You are garbage but you right. like, but i get you so you should get me though <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. i mean it's like yo like you know what the most obnoxious <laughs> thing is too is when i see somebody who does comedy and you know comedy is very subjective whether you find it funny or not for sure. it's for sure it's the most subjective thing out there right? yeah or like all art yeah, yeah, all art all, yeah. all art yeah. you know so yeah 
when somebody asks me to look at their comedy and I'm like, what did you expect from me? What do you want me to say? They're like, yo, I feel like you and I are like the same. So I'm doing comedy too. I was like, first of all, I will, I will stab you. Don't ever say that. <laughs> well, not only that, if they're asking you for your opinion, don't be mad if I give you my opinion, mm. you know, like yeah. you're asking for it. If it sucks, I'm going to tell you it sucks. And it's like, don't get fucking sensitive about that shit. Like if you want to get better, then be open to criticism. This is too, what right? I say too. I'm like, uh -huh. I don't think your shit is funny at all. Like I've said this to one somebody. I was like, I find it not funny. It's like, you don't mm -hmm. see me laughing. I don't find it funny. However, yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not going to uh, not be successful. Right. It's just not funny to me. Right, right. You know, exactly. So I'm not this like A&R development person too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't look at something and say, oh, this can be successful in this realm. Mm -hmm. That's not where my mind goes. I just think, is it funny to me? If it's not, and mm -hmm. they go, oh, shit, should I change it? No, don't base it on yeah. what I say. Yeah. Find your own voice. Yeah. Somebody will find it funny. There are so many, like, great example, right? Like, uh, our buddy Jason Chen, right? Mm -hmm. Jason Chen does these, like, TikTok videos, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. you should watch it. It'll make you It'll make you want to <laughs> jump off a bridge. It's, yeah. it's, Jason, I fucking love you, but that your your comedy is like the lowest hanging fruit garbage I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it is comedy. Oh. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, However... Mm -hmm. That's from that's from the opinion of of adults, right? right. But like young kids look at his stuff mm -hmm. and they go, "Damn, this is like some mind blowing comedy." Mm -hmm. So it affects somebody, right? Like he did a video where it's like, "I had a dream that my girl, uh, I had a dream that uh, I cheated on my girl," and so the video is his girlfriend on his back crying, "Don't leave me!" as he's vacuuming the floor, doing the dishes, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at this and I'm rolling my eyes like. Who is liking this fucking garbage, dude? Man. But Jason Chen's a businessman and mm -hmm. he knows, oh, I bet you this will hit somebody. And it does make somebody <laughs> laugh out there. Like losers, oh, obviously. Man. But, you know, oh, no. you know, but, it, yeah. you know, but like I'm saying, that's how subjective it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know everybody in my circle and peers above the age of fucking 14 mm -hmm. thinks that's fucking trash. Yeah. You know, yeah. however, there's. 300,000, 400,000 views on it. So yeah. somebody finds it entertaining. So you can't base it on what I think because I'm sure. just one person. For sure, for sure. You know? and, and it's like, you know, for me too, um, whenever like people would ask me for opinion, like especially when I was doing music too, and Khalif knows this, I'd always give an honest opinion. Like if I think you suck, you suck. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say you need to stop because of that. I would never say, you suck so yeah, bad, you should quit. Because who the fuck are we to say exactly. that? Exactly. I would say, keep working on your craft though, Thanks right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying to you directly, but you know. Um, <laughs> those days. Yeah, like I, I would always just say like, <laughs> this you know, for <laughs> My rapping days, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Voice, I tried to be my Wale. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. No, but like, yeah, I, I'd always give my honest opinion and like, critique it honestly but then i'd always be like yeah just continue to work hard at it because there might be an audience who actually likes this shit now yeah. the audience might be five people but it's still some somebody. audience yeah, yeah it's still somebody not every single person in this world is oh. gonna say this shit is whack somebody might listen and be like wow i like that so much and i'd be like you motherfucker are crazy but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if it works it works over there with the five yeah. of them you know? yeah if man. it works it works like how many times have i seen on instagram like I've, I've had so many like these like asian kids come up and they go oh can you see my comedy and it's like somebody doing uh dressing up as an asian mom mm. and they're doing the asian mom joke and it's like 80 of these guys doing it so cringe right man. So it, fucking you know cringe. and it's like I know where they've learned it from yeah. and it's partially my fault. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, and I always tell them too, I'm like, hey, 
you that shit's gonna run dry mm-hmm. we did that asian mom thing mm-hmm. once yeah twice and we moved on and we started doing other stuff outside of it but they're like oh this works i gotta beat this horse until it's fucking dead and so they keep doing this joke and they dress up as an asian mom in every single video clip it's like yeah i had this thing where i i dress up as an asian mom and i say stuff that asian moms say F- funny yeah. you know yeah, like yeah. what do you what do you want me to say yeah right. i guess it was funny yeah 12 years ago uh-huh. is it still going to be funny now mm-hmm. probably not yeah and they and they see people who are starting to lose interest in their stuff and they start freaking out mm-hmm. and, and it comes from them to make new content and they they're like oh shit i don't have any content yeah. I'm, I'm basing my content off of everybody else's stuff i actually don't know how to create exactly and and that's that's the main point is that you have the originators, the trailblazers versus the culture vultures, right. the people who rip other people. And mm-hmm. and again, to, to like kind of circle back to Dave Chappelle, that Dave exactly. Chappelle's an yep. originator, mm-hmm. you know? He doesn't have to borrow from other people. Not to say that he hasn't been influenced. He's very clear. Yeah, we all, we're all yeah. influenced. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you got to know what's great. You got to recognize what's great in order to meet it or surpass it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's uh, so many people who are just... Uh, basically copying everybody else, ripping off what's popular. And you know what? I'm not really going to talk shit on that because at the end of the day, if there are people who are consuming that and 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 encouraging them through through views, through money, right? Clicks. You, you, there's a demand for it. That's why that demand is being filled and it's being met. And I know why there's a demand for it, to, or in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. right? It's because there's a lot of people out there that look at, at what somebody else has and they want what they have, but for they sure. don't have the skill to do it. Exactly. So they rather steal mm-hmm. and they want to take credit for other people's work. And then other people will bolster that idea. They mm-hmm. go, well, why can't they? They're just making people laugh and enjoy life. It's, mm-hmm. You know why? It's because you're also an untalented fuck yeah. and you want to be able to steal like they do. So you can't reprimand them for stuff that you want to do yourself yeah and so the i don't i do have a problem with that because people don't understand when it comes to art and when mm-hmm. it comes to thought and creativity mm-hmm. it takes a lot from that individual to create like that sure. and the moment that they do it and then somebody steals it and takes credit for them it, it feels like you're taking a piece of their fucking soul yeah mm-hmm. there was a youtuber who i mean she's probably doing well now i heard she's doing music now her name is uh gabby hannah right Mm -hmm. i didn't even do a video about her but i did this random video it was oh so back this is a we'll talk about this on a podcast with justin later so i did this fake series back in the day where justin and i would fight all the time right just me and justin chan so i actually forgot to tell people that those videos were fake (laughs) right and then one of the videos started getting popular again Mm -hmm. and people were just talking shit like yo you should be able to take credits from justin chan he's a famous director he created all this stuff in gook and i'm like that video was fake <laughs> like this is fake and yeah. so what we were we were actually prepping for gook mm-hmm. through those videos mm-hmm. and we were going to do this whole thing where the actually the next video after that when we were fighting in this uh restaurant the video after that he was going to smash the windows in my car oh mm-hmm. shit and i was just going to pay for it you uh-huh. know but then uh we decided to do gook the film yeah. instead. <laughs> so it, worked, it worked out right <laughs> but in, the, in one of the videos just casually as we were talking um that girl back in the day got got uh fucking roasted because she stole Louis C.K.'s stand-up bit, mm-hmm. right? And it was highly apparent. Mm-hmm. And what her excuse was, well, sometimes like it just gets those stuff that people you admire just get stuck in and you just say it. I was like, no, 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 no. You stole it bit for bit. Mm-hmm. I understand when we make jokes with com- like comics that we like and it becomes a part of our videos, but that only works as ev- if everybody knows you're making a Louis C.K. video. Yeah. You did the video as if it was yours. 
That's why people had a problem with it. I've been, in my early videos, I imitated Dave Chappelle so fucking much. It was in every, but everybody knew I was doing a Dave Chappelle joke. Yeah. And we laughed together because they knew yeah. that it was Dave Chappelle stuff. Yeah, there's a clear reference. There's mm -hmm. a clear reference. Yeah. It's me referencing his jokes yeah. and me saying Dave Chappelle like stuff versus me just saying, this is my joke, laugh at it. She was stealing a bit and she made a whole video with Louis C.K. stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and even his representation was pissed. Like, you can't do that shit. Mm -hmm. And so, but a lot of kids were defending or saying like, well, if people are laughing, why can't they just laugh? It's like, that's because you don't have talent. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything to offer yet because you haven't, you chosen not to develop it. Yeah. You have that ability, mm -hmm. but because you want to be okay with people stealing stuff because you want to be okay with you doing it too. And that's what I have a problem with, mm. you know? So just to play devil's advocate about that, there's the integrity side and, and like the honesty side, right? Just to like steal somebody's material. And then there's the other half of it because like stealing is one part, right? You got to be able to now take that and leverage it, right? And then so like that also takes some sort of skill too in terms of like marketing it the right way, putting it out there the right way, the business. So like, that's what I mean. It's like you, you have, you got to have like these combination of all these skills in order to actually get a result that might be close to what you're going for or even meet what you're going for and, 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 and God willing exceed it. And so like the stealing part, I'm not saying is right. That's not what I'm saying is right. Is what I'm saying is like, as long as there's a market where the demand is there, and then they figure out a way to basically meet that demand. Now, once that happens, that artist should get called out for a damn sure. It like like in this case, you know, uh, be reprimanded for that. Like Louis C.K. call or Louis C.K.'s representation calling her out. Other people calling her out. Other comics calling her out. And then from there, people should recognize like, okay, that's not their content. So whatever this person is known for wasn't theirs. And then so like, let's see what they do next though. Right now, now yeah. you have this platform and just as that platform can take you high, it can keep get you <laughs> crashing down 100%. too. 100%. And yeah. you know, with her too, like I, I always, so the funny thing is, there's a funny story about that. So <laughs> she act, we actually have a mutual friend. And so she was pissed. She was like fucking like. I, he was telling me she was cursing up a storm saying fuck that fat boy whatever mm -hmm. well, she's fat too which is hilarious to me right? <laughs> fuck Louis C.K. no mean? to me oh to right? you right? Oh, oh, fat on fat crime and shit uh -huh. is hilarious right uh -huh. um and it's funny because she's all about body positivity, but she was over here calling me a fat fuck fat to other people. You. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I was like, whatever. She's young. I understand, right? And once again, I have nothing against her. And mm -hmm. when I told, when he was like, he, this dude, when he hit me up, he was like, hey, man, uh, I'm just going to tell you this because I know you're not going to do it. But she says she wants a formal apology from you. And, <laughs> and he was laughing as he's telling me this. <laughs> he was like, I know you're not going to do it, but I'm her friend. And I told her I would talk to you, but this is as far as I go, you yeah. know, because mm -hmm. he knows me. Like, yeah. we're homie homies, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And I was like, well, can you relay a message to her? Right. Mm -hmm. And then this is, this is very nice. I was like, she is the hottest like vine artist, whatever at the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. You are worried about the opinion of sheep right now. I was like, my platform has never, ever been as big as hers. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not a formal video about it. This is just a casual. It was like almost podcast like, mm -hmm. right. Where we're just having this conversation. I have nothing personally against her, but she did what she did. It's a fact. It is not an opinion at this point. It's a fact. You stole the bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going on this crusade to take her down. <laughs> it was just something that we talked about because it was just conversation in the car. So what I'm telling her is that this is going to pass. You, because you're a young person, 
you could either apologize for it or whatever or ignore it. It's going to go away. Mm-hmm. The problem is just she chose to put power into it because she kept freaking out about shit. And you're upset. And I tell, I'm telling her, tell her to fucking relax and not to worry about somebody she like me. She played the victim card after she stole. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, what are you worried about? You're worried about the opinion of sheep. And mm-hmm. at this point, when it comes to the creator space, my opinion, I'm sheep compared to her. Mm-hmm. You have so much more fans than me. You have such a huge following. Don't fucking worry. Don't ask somebody to come talk to me, bitch. If you want to come talk to me, come talk to me, right? And we'll ha- and I'll tell you the same thing. Shut the fuck up. I don't care, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the more you egg me on, the more I'm just going to drag you, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? I could try to drag you. Nothing's going to happen because yeah. I'm a fucking nobody. Yeah. And so for her, that's what I had to tell her. And I was like, are you going to tell him that? He goes, I, I can't tell her that. But, <laughs> you know, but I, but I said to him too, I was like, you know what? She's obviously very fucking talented. You know, she's gotten very far. She didn't have to steal that bit because a lot of her other stuff are originals, mm-hmm. right? So you have the talent. You just made a poor choice and chose to steal something because you felt that you had to make so much content, you ran out of your, out of your own content yeah. and that you had to go to stealing somebody else's yeah. shit. So you are talented. You know what the fuck you're doing. You have so much skill, but you're worried about stupid shit and you fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's all that it is mm-hmm. and move on, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, so I, like, I mean, I got no context in the situation, but you just provided some context that, that she actually does have some talent and yeah. she didn't need to do it. She didn't have to. Yeah, I mean, that's even worse. The fact that <laughs> you, you have talent and you... Maybe it's one of those things, though, where... And and I'm not, I'm not like, really trying to, you know, be compassionate to, like, for what she did, but... Maybe it was one of those things she where like she was also very young at the time too. Oh, I see. So like I I, I still man I, I keep fucking up with her too though mm-hmm. because I was on uh, Tim's stream not too long ago and then we were like streaming some shit right and there was this book mm-hmm. and I was flipping through the book and it had like random poetry and I was like what the fuck and this shit's garbage right and it was her book and I was like fuck man like, I didn't I didn't need like, <laughs> reignite that flame you know, and, and I was like hey man fuck I'm kidding yeah, you know I didn't yeah. know it was hers yeah, you know I was just yeah. making a joke because yeah, it was. Yeah. It was drawing. It was just a prop. Yeah, right? it was just a prop. I yeah. was making a joke, and I'm like, oh, fuck. and then Tim just starts dying laughing, uh, uh, like because he knows about this thing. Yeah, He's like, yeah. it's Gabby Hanna's, and he yeah. starts crying laughing. I'm like, fuck Tim, stop laughing. <laughs> uh, like, this makes me look terrible. You know, I wasn't, I didn't specifically know, mm-hmm. but once again, this, this, even this part's never gonna get to her yeah. unless some <laughs> vindictive fuck is gonna send this to her. <laughs> but she's like I said, she's fucking talented. Like mm-hmm. she does music now too. She writes her own shit. Mm-hmm. She has the skill and ability to be an entertainer, and mm-hmm. like it's very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. However, when you steal shit, and especially yeah. when it comes to stand up comedy world, and I came from stand up, it is gonna bother me. Right, right. You know, and I am gonna. I'm. I'm I didn't go on. Like I said, I didn't go on a crusade to tarnish her name, mm-hmm. but it was just a thought. It's in the like pain. own up to it. You know what I mean? You yeah, know what that, you did. You know what you did. Yeah. You just gotta fucking just apologize and move on. You know. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah. But a lot of these like younger YouTubers were so. That's why they have this quote unquote YouTube beef, which me, Bart, and Joe would always laugh about. <laughs> right? They go, "Yo, I got beef with this motherfucker." So, so what? You gonna scrap? Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna throw down? What are you mm-hmm. gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah. Have you guys even seen each other in person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is it just digital yeah. spit spat? You yeah. know, back and forth shit, right? Yeah, because like in our mind too, I think it's because of the way that we grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with people dying, people getting yeah. shot and killed. Yeah. It's like this isn't beef. Yeah, because if it was beef, you'd be dead. Yeah, beef has a certain like connotation. Yeah, you know what I mean, like if you say you got beef with somebody, like oh, you got down with this mother. Nah, he just said something bad about me. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> years, somebody years ago sent me this funny fucking video. And it's this uh, uh, 
like there's a lot of these like younger creators that I don't really know mm -hmm. because uh, I'm not that avid. I'm not an avid YouTube watcher anymore, yeah. right? Like I've been on the space for 11 years now. So obviously I'm not going to be as into it as when I was like 23 or, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, fuck, I, I don't want to fuck up his name because it's going to sound super disrespectful. Wait, it's, we, it's, we, it's, we just... The first part is uh, it's either it's an Asian ass fucking word. Uh -huh. it's, 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 either, it's either rice gum or rice bum, but it's one of those things. <laughs> it's rice gum. Rice gun? Yeah. Wait, no. Is it rice gum? gum. Rice gum. gum. Rice gum. Uh -huh. Apologies. You, you fucking dweeb. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But this kid rice 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 jum, right? So rice <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So this kid rice gum. Yeah. They, somebody sent me a video of his mm -hmm. and apparently he had beef with some other dude mm -hmm. on YouTube and they're recording as they're confronting him. And then this kid rice gum's a very loud, flamboyant kid. He's like whatever, six feet tall, super skinny, but he he kind of does these quote unquote rants, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I guess he was talking mad shit and they brought up the video to him and they're approaching him, right? He comes up to him and he goes, Hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, wait, I thought you didn't like this yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm saying, like, oh no, it's just a publicity stunt for the YouTube, yeah. you yeah. know? And I bring that point up because yeah. That's not beef. This yeah. is all you guys are playing fucking uh, patty cake with each other, mm -hmm. right? So when you say beef, you guys could go always go ahead and settle it like mm -hmm. fucking man to man and yeah. go ahead and scrap yeah. or, or or talk to each other face to face. Mm -hmm. Again, know? that that goes back to the point I made earlier. Of now these content creators are doing what the the bigger guys would do to mm -hmm. create interest, to create like people like logan paul yeah, and, uh, yeah. The, the guy the 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 black british dude the yeah, gamer yeah. K, K, kdi or yeah, something, something like that yeah, yeah. yeah and then i know his name ks ksi ksi yeah so ksi CSI. yeah CSI. <laughs> <laughs> you know so and they made like what four mil ten mil off of that yeah, boxing match it's yeah. fucking insane and right. it was like one of the worst boxing matches i've ever seen in my life but yeah. it doesn't matter yeah and that's a great comparison to mm -hmm. what we have with um it's like watered down content but it's appealing to a certain crowd yeah and these guys are capitalizing off of for it. sure for sure i'm sure man there's a lot more going on that uh people don't know about in terms of like these so-called beefs or dramas that exist within like the social media platforms or the content creators on those respective platforms um and and you know they're just doing it to make money get and, hits, and i bet you clicks. i bet you if you talk to them in person they're probably like super nice people dude mm. they're just you know young people and they get caught up in the hype and they feel like they have to push a certain persona because they're afraid that they're going to be forgotten tomorrow because yeah, yeah. i know what that feels like to be in a space where you feel like you constantly have to create and if you don't create you feel like your identity is based on how that thumbs up button that like button that view count yeah. if you don't get that you don't feel validated as a human being especially at that age when you're 20 years old 18 year old 19 and you have fucking seven figures in your bank account mm -hmm. and you know for a fact that that money's in there simply because you do crazy shit yeah and you have to keep yeah. one upping it right. one upping it and then you see somebody else come up and then you're forgotten because they're doing doing crazier shit than you it's it's hard to deal with for a lot of these young kids for sure for especially sure. because at that age they don't even know who the fuck they are yet mm -hmm. I actually feel bad for them. They don't know who the fuck they are yet. They don't even have real friends yet at this point. So what is their foundation? They're, they think that they have this idea of what friendships and real relationships are. And they find out, that oh, these people are just using me because they want to make their own money. And then when they become successful, they leave me. Yeah. So now their guards are up and now they start going crazy. And this isn't speculation. I know specific people in this space that broke down like that because they didn't take the time to invest in, invest in themselves. And they got popular too fast at a young age. Like FouseyTube, right? Or FouseyTube is a yeah. great example, yeah. right? Um, Tim recently did a podcast with them and he was telling me, and so a little backstory between uh, me and Youssef. So Youssef and I actually met Youssef. I was one of the first people he met when he came to L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Abe met him, right? 
really sweet dude. Uh, he's he's dealt with a lot of these like mental issues for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and with him, he was one of those cases. Like he always created for other people. I didn't watch Tim's podcast, but this is just my opinion. Yusef's biggest issue was that he is the clear example of that. He never, ever created for himself. He always looked to see what was popular, what everybody else liked about the stuff that he was going to create. So he created for everybody else but himself. Just anything that generates clicks and views. Exactly. And so when it came time for him to create for himself, either people didn't like it or he didn't know if it was good because the likes and the, the like ratio and the view count didn't represent what he felt about his products. Right, right. You know? And, and, and like, th- that's such a slippery slope because your identity starts morphing because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is supposed to be, like, the real platform now, right? You get yeah. to see the real, how, how wh- whoever this person is. Who are you? But then you're catering to a specific thing. And I am so, who you say I am. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then now you're like trying to be quote unquote real. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's fucking whack. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's the real yeah. me. Yeah, that's like, that's the real me. Yeah. Like this fool got his head tattooed to fill in his hairline and shit, uh-huh. doing all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. This fool, like clearly he, he might have been on roids for a second or something. But just watching this guy just burn in front of me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he, when I met him anyways, super nice guy but emotionally very volatile yeah and he came into a space where being an emotionally volatile human being is the worst yeah. it's the fucking worst because mm-hmm. no matter what he does either he's going to be praised or crucified but it's always on the hard end of each spectrum yeah either i fucking love you or i fucking hate you yeah and then he started getting a god complex when he's st- when he wanted to throw that right. dr- that drake concert or whatever oh, he's yeah. like yeah drake's coming through didn't happen people started flaming him for that shit put him into a spiral of depression mm-hmm. and what do you say about that bro yeah. it's like yeah. you were fine with who you are people liked you and you weren't okay with it because you've you just kept doing stuff for other people try to go bigger and better you know fuck that shit yeah, dude yeah be broke like me man the, the, it's, <laughs> i'm happy I, I mean but the, yeah. that's that's the slippery soap about it and, and then what i alluded to earlier you you can go bigger and better but the fall can be also pretty bigger, fucking hard you man you know um Mediocrity is the best, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that. Man. <laughs> um, hey, man. You know what this fool fucked up earlier, too? We were what? talking about Dave Chappelle, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, man, how, do, how does somebody become like Dave Chappelle? Like, some people got it and some people don't. And I'm like, bro, I'm standing right here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like dissing me right now. <laughs> he was like, some people just I ain't told, made for granted. The analogy I made is like, hey, man, you got guys like MJ and Kobe, right? There's bunch of other professional basketball players why are they not mj and kobe <laughs> i'm just sitting here just like bro just fucking tell me i suck i'm just telling you like it is like yeah. i said like i, I just say it like it is right yeah that's opinion yes, yeah man. like yeah. even with that kid uh uh that fucking logan paul right mm-hmm. that guy i don't know what goes on in his head you know that guy popped off hard dude he's the biggest star in on youtube now even mm-hmm. till this day mm-hmm. so, more than pootie pie I thought Pootie Pie was, isn't he the, the, what'd you say? Pootie? Bro, I don't think that's how you say his name. Yeah. What'd you say? Pew- PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Oh, PewDiePie. <laughs> PewDiePie. <laughs> hey, we're gonna, we're gonna change this podcast into old heads. <laughs> Yo, this fucking podcast. Welcome to an episode of Old Heads. So glad I'm a Today we're talking about PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Who got that Pie? You know, it's like PewDiePie thing, right? This is an episode of Old Heads where we can't pronounce nothing. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I said, rice bum. Fuck, <laughs> man. I might have said that in an old video too. Hey, yeah, a, hey, that's rice. no disrespect to you, young man. I haven't really even watched your content, young so. man. 
There yeah. it is. Young man. Young man. Yeah, man. Nah, I, I mean, I, I caught. What about I, sunflower yeah. seeds at? Sponsored yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by David's. I'm about to roll some dice but, on a piece but, of cardboard right now. PewDiePie, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, hasn't he been like reigning number one for like forever? Maybe. Yeah. You know, these guys are so interesting. Maybe it's because like I don't have a a, an, a yearn to be on a space and be recognized. Mm. Once I make like a gajillion dollars, you would never see me. <laughs> I will disappear for yeah. like like Chappelle disappear yeah. for years, and yeah. I'll come back saying crazy shit. How crazy was it going back to Chappelle when you watched Unforgiven when he was saying like when he went, when his first night doing his show and the guy was like, you might see someone become a star. Introducing Dave Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, told that, he told that story before, though. Oh, did he? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Mariel wasn't too bad. Yeah, some. Yeah, because fucking Mariel. We were. We were, I was watching uh, Chappelle, mm -hmm. the Chappelle show on Netflix, mm -hmm. and she goes, "Who's Dave Chapel?" Oh. And I looked at her. I was like, "Get the fuck out of his house." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I "You had don't the, know me." I would have had the exact same yeah. reaction. He's like, "Did you watch?" She said to her friend, "Exactly." She goes, "Did you watch the Chapel show?" Oh, Chapel, Chapel, dude. Chapel Chapel to Chapel, dude. Oh, Chapel. Lord. Chapel sounds like the name of a white racist oh pastor, dude. Yeah. She was like, she got, yeah. and I just was. I'm like, I didn't I even would, say anything at yeah, first, yeah, because I couldn't process what was going yeah. on. And <laughs> I would be dumbfounded at first too. Later on, we were just laying in bed, uh -huh. and it was just quiet. And I looked over, I said. Do you know who Michael Jordan is? Yeah. She goes, yeah. Who's Michael Jackson? She goes, yeah. The, how the fuck do you not know who Dave Chappelle is? <laughs> she goes, I don't know everything. I was like, that's not that's a household name. Yeah, that's like saying you don't know what now. water is. Yeah. That's like saying you don't know. Yeah, come on now. Crazy. Dave Chapel and Chapel. Does she know who she is engaged to? Yeah. That's that's the thing too. I sometimes I wonder. She goes, you know what? You make too much jokes. <laughs> like this, the yeah. so what you what you mean? I make sometimes she be saying jokes. some hurtful shit. She she'll stop when she's mad at me. and look at me yeah. with a weird posture. She goes, "You know, you're not that funny." And I'm like, I, "Oh God, man! <laughs> I swear to God, man, I hate you so much." She goes, you try to say shit that hurts my feelings. Like, oh yeah, like oh, okay, man. I'm, I'm gonna put that pillow over your face at night, though. Oh, fucking man. funny. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain <laughs> Podcast. Shout out to my fiance uh, saying Dave Chappell. Uh, appreciate that a lot. I still love you. Yeah, Get your life together, you. Mario. Come on now. Shout out to Ray for saying about for uh, correcting Khalif earlier yeah, in this podcast. Show, oh, I heard, Come bro. Come on, man. I yeah. heard, man. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I regret. I regret asking. You <laughs> How you gonna embarrass Khalif, dude? Man. Like that. Damn, dog. Well, you could Must find regret, you could find Khalif at Khalif Boyd on Instagram. You could find yeah. Ed at Ed Two and at Secret Society. Uh, Black Friday sale because this video is gonna go out this Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. BF fifty. We're doing our biggest promotion yet. Get 50% off the entire site. Get ready, y'all. It's coming. Pia! Pia! 50% off. We're getting rid of our inventory. So take God, all our my shit. Butthole clenched on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got the K Town collection still there. We got some of our basic tees. We got all that other stuff. All the classics. Everything I'm wearing right now, you get 50% off. Uh, 50% you know? off. Take that shit. Mm -hmm. And then so we can hurry up and start a new line. So uh, <laughs> help us out, please. See y'all next time. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.